Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Perfect Person. Everybody, we did it. We launched the show last week and everyone's been very, very sweet and listening to the show. And I just wanted to say that I really, really appreciate it. Will? Uh, yeah, I really appreciate it as well. I, I'm, I'm here on the phone. Couldn't be bothered to come in in person, I guess. That's not what happened. <laughs> what happened is that I was gone for the recording of this episode. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. We got a great episode. <laughs> We got a great episode lined up for you this week. Uh, Eugene Lee Yang is joining the Perfect Person crew. Um, it's just me and Eugene uh, taking calls here. Will is not going to be in this episode. Um, Will, care to explain? Uh, yeah, I was out of town for a wedding, um, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, and Eugene had sort of a limited schedule of when he could do it. And yeah. I was just, I'm, I'm going to five weddings this year. It's, it's an insane amount of weddings. This is not your inability sort of lock down a day where we can record. It's seemingly everyone is commenting, keep, please keep Will. That's been a recurring <laughs> comment. I've seen it so many times. Well, look, you know, I think that people really responded to me, I guess. And I, I can always thank the listener. But I also would just say that, like, I feel I feel genuinely touched that people are 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 campaigning for me, and I think it probably has to do with the fact that you know I I wasn't set up as a permanent part of the show. You yeah. know, I was sort of just a rotating cast member, and people seem to want more. But by the way, I want to make it really clear for this episode: it's not going to be a sophomore slump, okay? Because that's what we're up against. That's the expectation. You're worried about that. Well, I'm worried people are going to tune in and be like, "Oh, you know, he was kind of a one and done pump and dump type deal." <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, we don't want to be a pump and dump podcast. We want to be no. a pump and repeat podcast. Jesus, Will. Jesus. <laughs> don't You're not allowed to say that on this show. What, pump and repeat? I mean, I'm just trying to mimic your positive energy. You keep pumping. <laughs> you keep coming back. No. Don't say keep coming. Keep going. Don't say any of that. I'm going to bleep all of it. If you're listening to the show and you're liking it, let, let friends know and stuff like that. It's been so cool uh, to see the numbers go up and uh, and to get excited about, you know, doing a ton more of these. Uh, and also, uh, if you can leave a review on podcast, Apple Podcast Store or on uh, Spotify, if you like listening on those platforms, pop a review over there. It really helps people discover the show. And then also, if you're watching on YouTube, there's a video version too, and you can leave a little comment. You can subscribe to the to the little thing. Heist. Really good. <laughs> I've got a notepad here, okay? And it says, intro the episode, thank. And then I crossed out. Uh, something at the bottom, and then it says "Call Will," which I called you beforehand. Read reviews, pr- promote Will, which I guess for that part of the show. So I introduced Will as uh, sort of a um, pump and dump type sidekick, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to uh, promote you, Will. I'm here to promote you to um, junior level freelance associate of the show. Wow, that is. A huge honor for me to be a junior old freelance associate, and I yeah. can only hope that you know the arc of the show eventually puts me in yeah. a permanent sort of co-hosting position. But I'm happy to work for a contract. I love working for for no money, and I love being part of the show in any way. Somebody did leave a review here. Miles, you're perfect. Five stars um, from Julie CB. But if you get rid of Will, I won't listen again. I'm only two minutes in, so this could all change. Jesus. 
Will, you have a stranglehold. Wow. Somehow you have a stranglehold on the audience on my show. And by the way, <laughs> and this mean, is, it is it is kind of unbelievable. I think what it is is people like green for an underdog, you know. What a fun show. Miles is a hoot. This is from Ali McDee. What a fun show. Miles is a hoot. Love the mix of comedy and some vulnerability. Some is two little asterisks on it. Also, I have a crush on the intern. Hire him. Anyway, that's enough about Will. But if you... <laughs> if you... If you leave a review and you leave a little question, I'll read some of them on the show just to, you know, leave a, some seeking advice, some little conundrum, some little thing that you need fixed, something that's less than a call or a text to the actual show and just a little fun, frivolous. How do I freaking, you know, get a new toilet paper on the roll or something? And, uh, I ran out of toilet paper recently. How recently? It was horrible. It was horrible. Anyway, thank you, everybody. <laughs> This episode, so Eugene was obviously a fantastic guest. He's uh, so sweet and kind and thoughtful. And the whole time I'm trying to impress him with how cool and smart I am. So <laughs> I feel like the listener can understand the idea of like, oh, I'm spending like an hour plus in a room with just Eugene. That might be kind of intimidating, even though Eugene is really nice. And thoughtful. Yeah, he's very nice. It's like you want him to think you're cool, right? I want him to be like, leave and be like, oh, you know what? Miles is cool. And I, by the way, I've interacted with Eugene thousands of times. I work with him every day, but not in a one-on-one -on -one setting. Often I'm not working with Eugene one-on-one. -on -one. So this is the first time that I'm sort of like, you know, this is one-on-one. -on -one. He also came to my house for this. He showed up and he fucking immediately notices that I'm covered in, in dust, which we talked about on the episode, but it was like a little like, I, you know, you're putting your prom suit on and you come down and there's a hole in your butt cheek. Um, mm, yeah, so, that's really tough. Please enjoy this episode with Eugene Liang. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Perfect Person, the show that teaches you how to be perfect from a perfect person. Me, Miles Bonson, your Webby award-winning podcast producer. And I'm sitting here with Perfect Person, Eugene Liang, a Webby award-winning podcaster, Streamy award-winning podcaster, Shorty award-winning activist. Eugene grew up in Texas and is now a part of the four-person dance troupe, The Try Guys. Eugene, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, excited yeah. to help launch this wonderful podcasting adventure with you. That's right. Yeah. And we are facetiously perfect, right? Uh, no, well, you're actually perfect. Uh, you know, I'll just say I'm facetiously perfect, but you're actually somebody that I consider quite perfect. No, 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 no. I feel like you've never spilled juice on yourself. Um, I actually <laughs> am very careful about that. Yeah, yeah. it seems it. Because I, well, I'm covered in sauce and or slash juice most days. You were covered in dust when I walked in. <laughs> <laughs> you did say. I pointed at your sleeve yeah. and said, what is on your you said, shirt, what Miles? What the fuck is that? And it was gross, dead, nasty dust. I assume from one of my plants, actually. But, you know, I think uh, let's start off with a little advice already. I yeah. would say if you think someone's perfect, mm -hmm. like maybe you have that idea of me. I yeah. mean, the idea that I can't spill things on myself or I always have to be like at mm -hmm. the ready is yeah. not necessarily always a positive thing. Sure. So it makes me really self-conscious. Explain. <laughs> um, for example, yeah. uh, you would never catch me with having something in between my teeth. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but I sometimes will carry floss in my pocket. So, right. Because yeah. I'm so terrified of something in my teeth. Mm -hmm. But then you're like, wow, that's great. He doesn't have pepper there. But also, right. he can't leave the house without loose floss in his pocket? That's weird. Around, how, how often, percentage-wise, are you carrying around floss? I have... Always have floss in my backpack. You always have floss? It's always on me, just in case. Wow. Um, yeah. But- That's big. Yeah, <laughs> if I have loose floss, it's yeah. just for, say, uh, a really fancy event. Yeah. Because if there's a dinner there, like at a wedding, I don't want to mm -hmm. walk around the rest of the night with like a piece of pork chop stuck in between my molars, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm sort of rocking pork chop on but the rig. But see, that I think is a way more perfect stance. Yeah. Because for me- I, I'm debilitated by the idea of and somebody discovering pork. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think there's always a good and bad to everything. And you know, I often like my, I, I've never worn white. <laughs> Ever? 
Except for maybe because you're scared of spilling on something. I'm in a a wedding. Like I'm wearing a white shirt. Yeah. That's getting sauce. There's Uh, no way that's not getting sauce. Don't be scared of wearing white. Yeah. I think I need like a Tide bleach pen. Not a sponsor, but hey, but yeah, I need like a little Tide bleachy. Well, Eugene, you know, actually, I've always uh, I've always related to you because you're the dark prince of the tri guys. I Mm -hmm. feel like you have a darkness to you. That's always been fascinating to me. And Miles, you're uh, also a fellow dark duke. I'm a dark duke. I try. I can get dark. I can get sad sometimes. I mean, you're a Virgo. Virgo. Yeah, I'm Capricorn. We have similar Mm -hmm. uh, fastidious, very earthy, self um, (coughs) deprecating personalities. Wait, you explain the whole dark dark aspect of you that you were of me? setting up. Yeah. Oh God. I How don't do you know. Relate? You're saying, I think that I see your sadness and it makes me feel seen. I oh, see. Yeah. Sometimes I see the sort of like the dark contemplative nature of your existence. And it makes me feel seen as someone who I don't think people would expect that I've got a little dark streak to myself. Yeah. I think people would, like, I obviously am a golden jigglypuff fucking <laughs> farting around. <laughs> like, I think that I, people see me and they're like, yeah, that guy is, you know, bouncing off the walls. Yeah, you're not insane. a dark type Pokemon. No, but absolutely you, not. Maybe you have like one in your arsenal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got a Gengar in there. But I'm glad that your energy exists because it makes me feel, you know, I relate to that. I don't wear my heart on my sleeve. Right. But I wear my depression on my sleeve. Well, as you should. <laughs> I feel like vulnerability is the most important thing. I yeah. feel like that's what brings people together. In terms of perfect, perfect tip number one, vulnerability. Let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm. Well, that just made me really uncomfortable because I <laughs> am vulnerable about certain things. But here, here I am being like, well, God, I have to be vulnerable about being vulnerable. Yeah. I'm not great at that. That's right. But I do think that, um, you know, whatever is your access point to get people to know you better. Right. Many people kind of lead with uh, goofiness, say many people we know. Yeah. Like it's very much like a, a knee jerk, like, oh, if I make myself silly in a situation, people will talk to me. Mm. I kind of have the opposite where I was more comfortable being like, hey, let's talk about our childhood trauma in the corner. And that is usually my in with right. uh, social situations. I've I've grown a lot. Now I'm someone who is um, exceedingly friendly in person in public spaces. Yeah, People are usually, usually surprised if they've known me for mm. a long time from being online. Uh, they expect me to be this dark prince of sorts when they meet <laughs> me, but I'm actually the sunshiny Jigglypuff yeah. in, in a bar situation. I've seen it. Yeah. Well, uh, Eugene, now uh, I'm so glad you're on the show. We're going to take a couple live calls here. Okay. Um, Now, obviously, you have lots of wisdom. You're smart, handsome, cool. (laughs) Go on. Keep saying (laughs) nice things. Yeah, absolutely. And people are calling in with their problems. They've got conundrums. They've got issues. And we're going to solve their lives, really. Okay. Yeah. I I will say uh, neither of us are licensed therapists or psychologists, but... (laughs) Are you going to give all goofy answers, Miles? No, just no, no, no. Sure I get real. Oh, I, I get, get real. real? Okay. This, is a, this is a show where we're silly, but we're not afraid to get real. Oh, Here you're we getting go. an actual call right now. Yep. Hey, and I just um, caveat this with, if this makes fun, can my name not be associated with this? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. You want to remain anonymous? What would you like Thanks. us to call you for the uh, for the duration of the call? I don't know. Make something up for me. Butter. <laughs> <laughs> Butter. How's butter? Amazing. Butter. And butter, what's your problem that you need solving today? So, um, throughout the last year, I've had, put it lightly, some roommate kerfuffles. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Roommate kerfuffs. I get yelled at for asking her to take the trash out or p- to not eat my bananas, mm. stuff like that. I'm in LA and I'm moving to New York for the summer in less than two weeks. And I'm wondering, is it petty to pack up basically the entire kitchen when I've paid for everything and I'll have no time to pack up when I get back. And two, how do I tell my roommate and avoid being absolutely screamed at for all eternity? Mm, okay. So you got a roommate conunge mm-hmm. and that's short for conundrum. Thank you, Eugene. <laughs> and now, so it seems like, so you got a toxic roommate sitch. You're wondering, can you take all of the items from the kitchen, clean house and leave in the darkness of night? All this at the bought, which is maybe 85% of the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, Eugene, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Hi, Butter. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that was the name. Yeah, it's apparently the name that Miles chose. This is the type of podcast that he's running. Butter, uh, I think I've actually had a similar situation. I've had um, maybe 
20 rounds of roommates through my life. Wow. So I've, I've had every type of roommate that you could possibly live with. And this is a, a, you know, surprisingly maybe to some, like not an uncommon situation. Yeah. To be fair, like when you live with someone, someone will eat your banana on accident at some point. So there, this happens right. or you'll be like, whose banana is this? That's a question that always comes up, but the yelling at you. Yeah. I can't think of a single reason why anyone should yell ever. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> I've had roommates who disappeared for weeks at a time on drug-fueled vendors. You, yeah. I'd have to take care of their dogs. <laughs> they were completely gone. And I didn't even yell at them when they got back. Of course not. Why yeah. would you yell? yell I, yelling at someone over banana is bad. So I just want to like state from the beginning. Uh, I just want to paint the picture. Her bananas were rotting in the fruit bowl when she ate mine. Okay. So she's a banana thief. And honestly, that's worse than everything else. <laughs> So, okay. So yeah. And I agree with Eugene. It's like, you got to have a baseline of human interaction, but I don't think you owe this person really anything. We're in the same friend group with people at school. So I don't want to do anything like push it too far where she then says shit that might be a little skewed to some of my friends while I'm gone. You well, know, you, it's ha- kind of a delicate, weird balance. Yeah, no, I get that. That's have tough. you talked to uh, this person about their overreactions to specific things? Yes. And I get that that talking to her makes her anxious and I'm not allowed to talk to her about stuff like that. Yeah, I guess if you were called out on <laughs> being a bad person, it would make me anxious too. Like, I think that that's, that's a funny example of people using therapy language where like, you know, like if there's a really picture a bad person, picture a toxic person and they're like, yeah, like no one listens to me and they're a narrative of things. Then the therapist is probably going to be like, yeah, OK, well, here's how to do that in a better way. So like being like it makes me anxious when you tell me I'm a bad roommate. It's like so ridiculous. Yeah. So so how do I uh, tell her I'm taking all my shit and leaving? Well, I've got a two part plan. Go ahead, Miles, and then I'll <laughs> I'll probably correct a little bit of what you say. Well, we'll see. But okay, so two part plan: one, you don't know this person anything. Definitely pack up, but you also don't need to say anything about it. It's not. It's almost. It seems like it's almost not worth bringing up your foibles with this person because it seems like they don't respond well to that. Someone comes back to this. You don't want this person um, to basically be telling the other friends that this is the one thing that caused yeah. uh, them to essentially see you in a really negative light. Oh, she threw out all my shit without telling me when she like left and then took all the stuff. Yeah. Because that gives you, you know, essentially one demerit potentially Mm -hmm. in this, what could become an unfortunate friend fight. Because, you know, if you do, if you do throw out her like old carrots, yeah, something she can be like, yeah, she fucking went through my food and threw it all out. And then she just bounced. And then the narrative, yeah, starts the narrative becomes like you're a villain. You don't want to leave breadcrumbs behind. Yeah. Allow other people to nibble up on them. Yeah. So I I don't know. My advice would be to remain open. Here's a uh, another uh, aspect. I think all the things you're saying are true. Get a little gift in your departure (laughs) for the roommate, for the roommate, Mm. a cupcake, a ham, a little baby Yoda figurine, something that says, here you go. You can't possibly be mad at me because I gave you a present. And that is roommate politics. That's opposite of petty. That's like, <laughs> that's like generous. Yeah. I should just leave one banana for her. <laughs> Yo, well, banana. Well, well, that's petty. petty. That's because that's petty. Cause that's, in, <laughs> that's the old drama. But I think if you give like legit, like a box of donuts, like, Hey, it's been such a great summer exclamation point, heart winky face. You're writing this on a notepad and you say, here's a donut because, you, because, because our friendship has a hole in it. So, <laughs> something that's gonna get something that's gonna get this roommate going, where they're gonna feel seen, they're gonna feel loved. They have donuts, and that way, there's no way, you, there's no way you, you have the cover. Essentially, you're creating an alibi for yourself <laughs> that in the court of friendship later, people are gonna be like, "Well, oh, she took the glass jars," but you're like, "No, no, no, no." Hence, reference one, evidence B, the donuts. <laughs> they get, you know, butter gave donuts to the roommate. Yeah. That's our advice to you, Butter, uh, is sort of take the high road. Yeah, take the high road. And also, it Mm -hmm. sounds like you might be in school, which uh, from, you know, my experience, it's good to also remember that it's not the end all be all. You you are still in a, a, a time of your life where you are kind of growing from friendships, right? friend groups, and also 
friends splintering. And I think yeah. that is really, that that's going to value you in the end. And especially, it, it is so hard on a lot of my friends I remember who did take the high road. It, it is a harder road to take. Yeah. But none of us look back on those situations now with the hindsight saying like, oh yeah, banana stealer yeller. She was right. Yeah. But none right. of us think that. No. Yeah. yeah. But it is going to be, you will have a more difficult time being the more mature person right now, but it is worth it in the end. Create evidence in the court of friendship. <laughs> and I think that, yeah, because you just want to, I like how you, you phrase that miles. You want it to be airtight. You don't want people to be like, well, and then the, the case gets reopened. You want to <laughs> shut it down. And we're all future lawyers. So we don't, we're all future lawyers. So we don't need the case to be reopened. There we go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh my God. The paperwork. Yeah. Can you imagine the paperwork? We trust you butter. We know you'll do the right thing. Butter. Thank you so much for calling in. You have a, you have a, uh, a blessed day, a buttery day. You have a buttery day. Thanks, guys. Eating food is something I love to do. <laughs> it's the best part of my day. And luckily, Eating better is easy with Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. And let me just tell you, the two-minute window that it takes to get ready is absolutely the thing for me because I'm a busy beaver. Okay, I'm going everywhere. I've got a little son. He goes to bed. I'm exhausted at the end of the day, and I want to eat something yummy. And Factor is there to help me thrive. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor sent me a bunch of meals, and I licked the plate clean. Specifically, the filet mignon and mushroom risotto I found to be delish. Also, they sent me some wellness shots, and I gotta tell you, kicking my day off with a wellness shot, we did one with cayenne pepper. We did one that was like, all that juicy, juicy green stuff, I loved. <laughs> I thought it was like fantastic and I could not get enough of it. Head to factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 and use code perfectperson50 to get 50% off. That's code perfectperson50 at factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 to get 50% off. Shrimp and cocktail, peanut butter and jelly, these are iconic duos. But what about the iconic duo when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling vintage swords or of course, lovely little clam tarts, <laughs> Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered, baby. No matter how big your business gets, Shopify's there to help you scale and grow while you're selling one clam tart and while you're selling a million clam tarts by the seashore. It's the global force behind Allbirds, Rafi's, Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash perfect person, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash perfect person now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash perfect person. If you're selling stuff, then you're going to want to check this puppy out. This was this was chaotic and amazing. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for calling in. We'll talk to you later. Eugene, have you ever been a bad roommate? I have been probably a difficult roommate based on personalities. Mm. And that's, I think, less about the roommate situation and more about just uh, certain people who don't get along. Oh, okay. I think sometimes, uh, here's one good thing to know is that in any living situation, whether it becomes a roommate or a partner, mm -hmm. There are certain like unspoken rules mm. and courtesies that just exist. Yeah. Uh, this is already something that is tried to establish by your parents when you're growing up or whoever you grew up with, your family. Um, yeah. If you don't ever take out the trash or yeah. if you like just explicitly grab other people's food without asking them, mm -hmm. that's kind of like a, you know, it's like a not great thing in terms of boundaries or responsibilities. Um so sometimes those things, though, become the focus of fights when it's really just two people who would never get along if they 
weren't forced living together. Oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like two, you're putting two people in a bad situation anyway, so it's yeah. not actually about the trash. And many times you don't control that as roommates when you're in college or right. if you're starting out in a city with like an apartment mate. Yeah, that, I've gotten hot. I've gotten red hot about a dish, but it's like really like- I You had a roommate just, who didn't clean the dishes? Yeah, I mean, to be completely, I mean, fair. It was me for sure. Too. Oh, you were yeah. like, like I, it was me. I, I was had to learn how to be one. a good roommate. I was not always a good roommate. Yeah, I, and in college especially, like I had to like go through a process of being kind of a bad roommate and being like, you know, I'm doing my day, whatever. Like, and I left my thing out, but I'll get to it. And you know, and it's also like I think that it's always complicated because different people bring different stuff to the home. So like, if I clean up, you know, more than others, but it's also like. I remember I felt this is like a low moment for me, but I was like, I do the dishes all the time. I'm always doing the dishes. And then it was brought up to me that like, obviously I'm doing the dishes because I cook the most. Yeah. So it's like, I should be doing the dishes more than everybody else. Yeah. And I think that that is like another thing when you're mad about stuff, it's like, okay, well, if I spend a ton of time in the living room, the living room's messy, then I can't be mad that the living room's messy. I have to clean up the living room. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? We're getting another call here and uh, we're going to pick it up. Hello and welcome to Perfect Person. Thanks so much for calling. Uh, I'm Miles Monsignor. I'm here to fix your life. Hey, how are you guys? Hi, how are you? How would you like us to refer to you uh, if you wanted me to remain anonymous? Uh, you can call me Liv. Liv? Liv? Yeah, as in like Olivia. Wonderful. Liv, <laughs> yes. what the hell is up? I'm, I'm here with uh, Webby Award-winning podcaster <laughs> Eugene Liang. Why do you keep referring to yes, me as Webby? Yes, I listen to the podcast every week. That's awesome. Okay, well, this is a different podcast. <laughs> What podcast it's not even, am I on? This is Perfect Person, a show that's not even out yet. This is Miles' special oh, new that's podcast. that's really exciting. I thought, like, that's I, right. didn't, I had no idea. I just saw your, like, Instagram thing. This is my passion <laughs> project in the comfort of my... Eugene came to my house Yes, for this. I'm here to support Miles' independent venture. That's right. He did come awesome. in looking for the dog, and the dog was not... <laughs> I, was, I was promised a dog, and there was no dog, so I'm a little yeah, upset. That's but I'm here. Oh, that's really sad. Liv, yeah. what's your problem? <laughs> now <Okay>. I'm trapped. <laughs> Okay, my problem is, so I have this friend that I'm kind of having beef with right now. Okay, beef friend. More friend beef. Love a friend beef. Beef beef friend. And um, we haven't been getting along, but, and they're just the kind of person who are like a really mean, pushy drunk. So I haven't been like inviting them to everything. I don't know what to do about it anymore. It's driving me nuts. And I'm not a huge drinker though. Like I'm more of a smoker. So it, I think that's like also creating tension because we are like completely polar opposites when it comes to like what we want to do and we're like chilling, you know? So it's weed versus beer <laughs> in the friend group. It sounds yes. like stoners versus drunks. So he recently came out like two years ago. Mm -hmm. I'd um, say, and ever since he's been like really weird. Like, obviously, I'm all for that, but he's just been like mean ever since. And I just think it's so weird. That opens up a lot of questions that I personally can probably relate to as someone yeah. who, <laughs> yeah, did, did, I'm sure, did drink a lot as a crutch when I was in my early 20s. Uh, <laughs> that with, makes sense. It kind of like did coincide. I wouldn't say it was because of my journey as a queer person, but I do wonder how often do you hang out with this person outside of social situations? I guess not as often as we used to. We've honestly been friends since high school oh. and I introduced them to like everyone we're friends with now. Oh, gotcha. Mm -hmm. I would also say, and this is a tip for everybody out there, hang <laughs> out with your friends during the day. I 100% agree. I had a friend uh -huh. over this morning at 9 a.m. Oh, and it was great. a 9 a.m. hangout is yeah. a giggle fest. Even, you know what? 8 a.m., Eugene. No, don't push it. Okay, yeah, well, that's, easy. A, that's a little too early for me. <laughs> I'll say that anything, anytime I've met up with a friend in the morning, if it's like we have to be, wake up early for a flight or whatever, it, everything is way funnier. I find that like the, the mood is weird. People are strange. Mm -hmm. They're vulnerable. It's early in the day. Yeah, I do too. And it honestly just like makes your day start off super well. And it's like really nice outside. Just oh, for a yeah. Walk. As a, a caveat, like you don't necessarily owe this person anything in, in terms of like, mm -hmm. you don't have to necessarily fix a friendship. If y'all aren't meant to be friends, that's totally fine too. Yeah, yeah that makes um, sense. I, I would agree. say though. It's just hard because they're friends with all my other friends. Yeah, so. I would say though that if, um, if you're not aware of their situation outside of just what happens socially with your with your friend group and what their situation is outside of that. I think it is good to get at the very least some inquisitive, um, like 
through line of what that situation is. Right. Maybe I, I should talk to them like individually. This isn't necessarily their situation, but once my friends actually talked to me about it, um, it became clear that there was something that there was a problem with one, my relationship with alcohol and two, the way that it made me behave. And so mm -hmm. that getting that at least like the, 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 the full, whatever he's able to share, uh, it should give you a pretty clear indicator right after that conversation. If this is something yeah. worth mm. pursuing or worth, I'm helping. glad I asked that question. Yeah. Yeah. You give really good advice. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Obviously I'm, you know, responsible for Eugene's thoughtful. <laughs> no, Miles, you're giving yeah, advice it was, too. No, Miles, it was both of you. Yeah. Okay. You know, Eugene comes on my show and he outclasses me. No, 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 no. Thought. You're the perfect person, Miles. Um, yes. But Liv, uh, that sounds, you know, that sounds tough, but I think you're going to get through it. It seems like you're a very understanding friend. And I think budget advice, go to <clears throat> go bowling. I definitely think I'll try to get them together during the day yeah. at some point. Sunlight. Yeah, that's the budget advice is go to go play yeah. dodgeball or something. We always, there's always on the show, there's the regular advice and then there's the budget advice, which is sort of a get rich quick scheme for fixing the problem. And that's the budget awesome. advice. Go play dodgeball. Thanks so much for calling. Thanks, Liv. Liv. Thank yes, you. Thank you. It was yeah. nice to talk to you guys. Lovely Likewise. to talk to you. We hope this was helpful. Okay, it is. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. bye. Do, you smoke, do you smoke weed? I'm trying to. I'm trying to be a better same stoner, but I'm not very good at it. Yeah, I have to say that's actually something I'm not perfect at. Oh, yeah. I I think that if I do anything, I'm I'm just not great at smoking. Yeah, no, me neither. Edibles are helpful. Uh, edibles I can do, but I also don't. I'm not like so actively like ready to go spend actually a lot of money on edibles. They're pretty expensive. They can be pretty. Expensive. I have to find someone maybe who starts baking it at home <laughs> or something like that. But yeah. I'm I'm not good at being a stoner. Yeah, I wish I could be as good as say like the Keiths and Zacks of the world. They're are, good at They're it. just like constantly high. Yeah, they get, they're, they're, um, yeah. But also I I have a thing where something about being high makes me feel too detached. Interesting. And I'm already a detached person in some mm, ways. So yeah, I sure. don't, I don't <laughs> like that feeling every single time I do it. Yeah. So sometimes it's not for me. Sometimes it's not for me. Um, yeah, you know what it is for me? It's that I, uh, the drinking sometimes is like not sustainable, a sustainable way to do, to like relax. Yeah. And, but when I smoke weed or if I take an edible, then I'm feeling like pretty good the next day. Yeah. Whereas if I like have a cocktail, I don't know, I'm 28. I feel like I get hungover way easier. Uh, do you use a Brita? This is a question I have. Do you use a Brita? Brita filter? No. Well, actually. Because the water's fine, right? Well, yeah, but my my boyfriend's really fancy. So Matt, like he yeah. he installed in the, oh, the, that's the kitchen water so spout nice. a filter for the Fuck cold yeah. So whenever you put it on cold, it automatically filters. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that was I, a- I gotta do that. Home hack. That's a huge home hack. Yeah. I feel like that's perfect. I mean, he's he's way more perfect than I am. Matt's pretty perfect. Yeah. He's yeah. like textbook perfect. That's great. Yeah. I'm like- Big fan. Dark, as you said, dark prince perfect. <laughs> the dark prince yeah. perfection. Yeah, if this was like a, if we were doing a, a villain, a Disney villain, <laughs> yeah. appraisal would be like, yeah, Eugene can fit that category. I'll serve in that category. Yeah. But when it comes to putting filters in your faucets, no, thank you. Zero interest. That's too, that's too I, I would, I will drink out of the creek. I would have been little to me. Yeah. I find that I'll like, people are like, Oh, the tap water, like gives me a headache or something. I'm just like, I don't know. No, I, I chug like, tap water I like chug. crazy. I only drink water on full volume. Never feel bad at a restaurant where someone <clears throat> says, would you like still sparkling or tap? tap. And I'm like, give me the fucking Abs tap. Give me the tap. And by the way, when I drink water, I'm filling a large Mason jar and just tilt until it's gone. Yeah. Full. Like I want the water to be in my stomach and I pee and peeing it out while I'm drinking it. Yeah. That's my advice for this whole thing. Don't ever be ashamed <laughs> to drink the tap water. Drink the tap. Yeah. <laughs> um, so people also send us voicemails and uh, we collect them and I'm going to play us one here. Okay. Hi. So I have a neighbor who's a music student and they sing super, super loud. Like they're really good, but they're terribly loud. And I have very politely complained before by leaving like a polite note on their door and both of their roommates responded to me, like, apologizing on their behalf, but they never actually said anything to me. And they're continuing to sing very loud at, like, late hours in the night. And I've, I've expressed that it's okay for them to sing, just not too late into the night, but they continue and they haven't acknowledged my note. And, like, I don't know what I should do. And it says in our lease that singing isn't allowed. Because it's but I, I don't want to pull that on them because that seems like a bit much. Um, what do you think I should do? This is like the Thank Footloose you. town, but yeah. with singing. I wonder if this is a, it's either maybe a 
college situation. It has to be. Or, I mean, I have had neighbors uh, who are music people. So there's like an yeah. instrument or a vocal major who's singing. Um, I think this one's pretty clear. Uh, okay, please. Um, I hate, I hate anything where I'm like, get the manager. Cause that's not something. That oh, I, no, 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 no. I, and you know, the unfortunate thing is that, uh, this lovely caller has also made themselves known as the person that wants the singing to stop. That's right. I would say that most of the neighbors probably agree with this person. Yeah, definitely. Singing daytime. It's fine. But if you're like 11 PM fucking putting out like a Pavarotti record. Yeah. It depends on what you're singing. Well, no, you, if you're trying to get to sleep. <laughs> Or if you're you're trying if to it's like lovely classical get intimate with your partner or something, or you're just trying to watch like yeah, they're singing Bridgerton. the weekend. Yeah, you, <laughs> trying to find- and if you're a vocal major, you're yeah. singing loud. No, that's true. Counterpoint, sing, <laughs> sing really loud, sing really loud Late while they're night. while they're singing. Yeah. Oh, so find out where their bedroom is because she can hear them from her bedroom. So I imagine it's above or below. Like yeah, she probably can. So if they're singing loud. Sing what they're singing. Or sing battle them. Sing battle them. Create a Rap battle. Create a pitch perfect situation. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Rum tum 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 I think it's just like that feels the most obvious to me. Like obviously you could do the other methods, but to me, that person is probably just not aware of how annoying it is. And they're like, whatever, no one can possibly hear me. I can hundred percent tell you with confidence this person knows how annoying it is. You think if you are a music major or a vocal oh, yeah. major, you know how loud you are. Probably. You know, there's a game that I've I sometimes play with Sarah where we just try to sing sing not as a joke, as real as you can, a song that is like a serious song without laughing. Like, um, like Amazing Grace, like sing, like, or like, um, sing Amazing Grace as if you're like, and I think you're, it seems like you're a good singer just by the look of you. uh You seem like you're a good singer, Uh right? And I know you can bring it down, but can I hear you do it now? Amazing Grace, but do it really seriously. Like you're at a, like you're at a funeral. I'm nervous. Yeah. And I am saying that right now. I'll do it. Uh, you're, you're at a funeral for like um, a, a horrible bus crash of nuns. This is going to be great. So I am not really embarrassed to perform anymore, but I realize that singing is the one thing I'm kind of embarrassed to do. I'll do it. I don't okay. care. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> but like you are up on the pulpit in a Catholic church yeah, too. Right. And okay, here we go. And the Pope's there. <clears throat> and the Pope's there at the funeral. Who died? Yeah, the nuns. <laughs> the nuns died? Yeah, they were from va- the Vatican. Okay. They we were traveling in- um, Bus crash. <laughs> they were in a bus crash in LA because yeah. they were here for, you know. Okay. Well, you have to introduce me. Uh, and now uh, for a special presentation of Amazing Grace, mm-hmm. um, the, the stranger we found on the street, mm-hmm. uh, hardcore Catholic for life. <laughs> but your last name is Italian, so it works. Miles Bonsignore. Amen. <laughs> Left. No, keep going. Okay, here we go. Okay. Are you gonna pick that register? You're gonna go that high? No, we're canceling the call. <laughs> Amazing grace, how sweet <laughs> the sound. Yeah, bring it to down like you're petting a kitty. To save a wretch. Like me. <laughs> I feel like I want to crawl out of my body. No, that was, um, it started strong. Yeah. Um, you had a little bit of those pubescent cracks, but I, I wonder did. like with a little training, I think you could maybe get to an, a serviceable <laughs> position. Maybe not for the Pope, but for like yeah. the church on the corner. I think we could get you there. Do, what is there a type of performing that gives you anxiety? Um, you've obviously been doing, I feel similarly. I did a lot of improv, whatever. No, I'm not nervous to be in front of people at all. Yeah. But singing, I, I, I worry. I'll, I'll tell you, please. Um, singing doesn't worry me cause I did that a lot. Yeah. Uh, stand up comedy. Uh, it's yeah. Stand up's the worst. I think if, if you are in performance or art in any sense, mm-hmm. even if you paint something, I feel like I could make myself believe that I'm proud of a painting. I yeah. I don't think anyone in their right mind volunteers for the first thing they do on stage to be stand up. No, it's. Oh, it's rough. Because you are, you're quite literally trying to get a group of people to laugh. Yeah. Either with you, worse, at you, oh, but you never want that. But no. you ch- it's a, it's an art that I uh, admit that I have just zero um, interest and or uh, confidence to voluntarily do. Yeah. I, stand-up is really tough. I get, it, what made me less nervous, because I've done it a handful of times, maybe like dozens of times, but uh, is if I wrote jokes, I horrible. Yeah, horrible. That's not why I'm funny. Like, yeah. I think that it's like, I am not 
a funny person because of how like how written I am written and prepared I am it was like if I just had like bullet points of like I'm gonna talk about this and then I'm gonna talk about that it always went better but if I had like a joke and it would just end that's why you do improv improvising is easier for you way easier for me yeah oh I have I know the second thing that also terrifies me for performance porn I don't think I'd be good in that so stand-up and porn are the two that I think I when yeah. I when I meet a stand-up comedian yeah. or a porn star, mad respect. I absolutely have you ever filmed a sex tape? No. Well <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I, you okay. Sometimes was how, how adult is this audience? It's the what this whatever it is. Man. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming they're not come on, they're adults. I have filmed myself doing stuff with people, yeah, but it's never been like an official tape. <laughs> Slate. Yeah. Eugene Liang's five foot. <laughs> but I would say, uh, having met both stand up comedians and uh, porn stars, yeah. uh, they are both generally lovely people. Although, of you course. Would, it is interesting. Uh, porn stars are some of the friendliest people I know. I would imagine They're so. They're so friendly. Yeah. And then uh, stand ups can be really, really dark. Oh, evil. Some of them are really dark. I mean, an open mic is a bad environment. Yeah. It's like usually so, it's just like all these people, including me are mentally ill. Yeah. It's like <laughs> tough to be here, but porn, I, I could never do it. Um, because I feel like it would ruin, it would <laughs> burst the illusion that I'm doing something that's somehow sexy. No, I, I would quite literally say when, when people <laughs> say like sex work isn't work, I'm like, well then you go do it. Oh, it's definitely work. You can't do it. I cannot do you it. You also have people want to watch you. Yeah. I don't want to watch this guy. You know, like, especially no, if yeah. like, that's not work. I'm like, it's some of the hardest, most valid work. And it's also so vulnerable. And it's so vulnerable. Like that's really vulnerable stuff. Yeah, so those are the top two I'd say. Like I have no anxiety singing, but I would say- uh, Porn. Uh, yeah, <laughs> porn, porn and stand up. Yeah. Well. Let's take another caller here. Hello. Hi, you're on Perfect Person. I'm Miles Bonsignor. You called us like 10 minutes ago. Oh my God, Miles. Hi, how's it going? Uh, I'm here with Eugene Lee Yang, Streamy Award winner. Um, (laughs) Don't have to say those things. Hi, how's it going? What's your problem that you needed solving today? Okay, great. So my friends and I are going to New York City next weekend. I live in Atlanta, by the way. Whoa. Nice. And um, so my youngest brother, he's 14, also a fan of the pod. He won tickets to see Harry Styles next weekend. Mm, whoa. My friends and I are bigger Harry Styles fans. Whoa. But we can't. My friends did not win the tickets. My youngest brother won tickets for him and I. Uh, so we're all going to New York City. Should they go and just try and get tickets? And if not, enjoy like the city? Or should they stay in Atlanta? So your friends are already going. So my friends have plane tickets, but they're like, well, should we just like get rid of our plane tickets and then just save our money and stay here in Atlanta? Or what if there's like a miracle of God and we can, you know, a Harry Styles miracle and they can somehow go to the show. So, okay. Just to get the timeline straight. Yeah. Y'all were planning already to go to New York in case you got the the Harry Styles tickets. Yes. We were like, we're going to sit outside. We're going to do whatever we have to do. Got it. And then your brother, by the grace of, Harry Styles the radio. got tickets, but only for himself and potentially you. And me, yeah. Yes. He okay. is 14. So the <laughs> last time we were all in New York, we also went to another Harry Styles concert. I do have a problem, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're an addict. <laughs> well, here's what I'll say. What are the friendship yeah. dynamics? Are the two friends f- close with each other or are they both independently close with you? Yeah, so they're, si- they're sisters. Okay. And like we're best friends. Okay, so New York is great. I literally was there last week for a work trip. And it was fantastic. Um, we went to a karaoke bar. We went to Korean barbecue. A lot of late nights. A lot of great sights. I think that a tri- a group trip to get you out of Atlanta and into the Big Apple is going to make you feel invigorated. Even if your friends cannot get into the Harry Styles show, you're going to have a good time. If you, got, if you already got the ticket flights booked, I say go. But your friends need a plan B yeah, where they can okay. do something for sure right. the same night yep. that you are envious of. That's right. You tell you tell them the favorite thing that you want to do in New York City and you can't do it. That's right. And then <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, oh man, I wish I could freaking go to the MM store. And then they go <laughs> and they have a badass time. Buying the Yeah, I'm, you know. I'm I'm pushing Beetlejuice. So maybe Beetlejuice I, is apparently great. I just yeah. saw Beetlejuice a week ago. 
and it blew my oh dick my off. It was one of the best musicals I have ever seen. And the stage production slaps. Yeah, people say Beetlejuice or six. Okay. Six yeah. are the ones to go see. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for calling. I do appreciate it. You have a lovely day. Thank you, Miles and Eugene. Miles Nation forever. Thank you. Well, Eugene, um, this brings us to the last segment of the show. Um, let's get real. Wait, what are you doing? Do you have a music set up? Oh, shit. Is this going to be the thing for you on this one? <laughs> no, Eugene, it's just a time for us to ask some of life's wildest questions. And okay, a little chance to get real. Uh-huh. Eugene, um, when was the last time you cried? When was the last time I cried? Yeah. When my stepfather died. <laughs> you were trying for something like when I was thinking about something in the shower or maybe I was watching like a, a, a random like Netflix no, movie perfect. and it hit me. Yeah. Yeah. That was last time I cried. That's good. I watched Minari Hilarious. on the plane and it made me cry. Yeah. Min- Minari is a tearjerker. Yeah. You know, yeah. not a big crier though. Not a big crier. Yeah. Not oh. me neither. I don't really, when I say I cried, it's like, I don't roll tears really. Yeah, it's been a while since I've like bawled. I know. I don't know yeah. when last time. But crying uh, is healthy. Yeah, I recommend it. Maybe not if don't don't wait for your parent to pass. But yeah, that is a, a, a legitimate situation in which someone cries. <laughs> That's really good. Now, uh, catharsis, um, catharsis. <laughs> now, Eugene, um, <clears throat> is God real or is it just magic? Uh. I would say it depends on okay. the user. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, we use religion, spirituality, magic yeah. as uh, ways in which we are coping with the world and or answering questions that uh, burn holes in our brains. Okay, yeah. So for each user, there is a different answer. Gotcha. But to honor my stepfather, he would say absolutely 0% chance they are real because he was French. God, is it so, real? Yeah, because yeah, French has a very large atheist population. Oh, really? Yeah, That's huge atheist population. Yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. Because, you know, French people. Yeah. They're they were very like separation church and state real, real down for that. Yeah. Yeah. The atheist thing. But yeah, no, it depends on the user. Yeah. Yeah. Do your thing. I Why do you think? I don't know, man. I kind of am like, it would be cool, but <laughs> ultimately I'm like, I, I fall into an agnostic thing where it's like, I think that there is an intersection between science and then also spirituality. We're probably like, you know, it's like DNA combines and forms into carbon, which then, you know, like my matter is neither created nor destroyed. So like the matter that is in someone's mind eventually becomes dirt, becomes dust, becomes a bird, stuff like that. So I think there is probably like some sort of grand scheme. Or maybe the grand scheme is just us projecting our feelings onto what is just naturally occurring in the universe. Yeah, that could be cool. It'd be kind of, I just, it would be like, man, it'd be crazy if all this was just kind of like random. Yeah, I think that's also cool too. Yeah, it'd be cool. I think in the end, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's not hurting anyone else. That's, yeah, that's important. That's my big thing. Now, <clears throat> Eugene, mm-hmm. it's your biggest fear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. Are you going to ask this to every person on this pod? Yeah, probably. This question? What's, yeah, your, biggest yeah, yeah. what's your biggest fear? Mm, my biggest fear. Yeah. That's tough. I would say my biggest fear is never fulfilling my own expectations. Oh, yeah, for sure. It would be falling short of things I know I'm capable of. Definitely. That too abstract? No, not at all. I think that that makes, rings true. Like, you don't want to let yourself down because your own, like, things, your own limitations you're putting on yourself and you're, like, you have a very tough work ethic, too. You hold yourself to a very high standard. So letting yourself down would be um, hard for you. That was the most Capricorn answer. It's very... <laughs> overachiever perfectionist type what about you um greatest fear i think my greatest fear would be to be perceived as someone who uh doesn't care about other people 
Oh, I don't think anyone would think that. I know, but I, I often, you know, like in times when I've like said something wrong, I just, I do, I want, I hope that people perceive me as a nice, not even nice, as a kind person, as a thoughtful person. I think that, yeah. It's or good. also that just that like the people around me don't feel love for me. Because I think that community is very important to me. I think you being concerned about that automatically makes it impossible for others to actually think negatively about your concern about that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That would be my help. Yeah. I think you're, you're fine. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Eugene, thank you so much for being (laughs) on the show. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show. It means a lot. Uh, I also don't like uh, airplane crashes. Oh, you're afraid of those? Oh, hell yeah. Do you get uneasy on an airplane? I get uneasy all the time in airplanes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the lack of control. Right. Which is dumb because statistically cars are more dangerous. Way more dangerous. But I feel like in cars, I know the driver, I know me in general. If something happens, I feel like I'm closer to whoever's in control as opposed to a faceless pilot. Yeah, faceless pilot's like, who the fuck even is that guy? Well, probably someone very uh, studied and experienced. You'd hope. I I think so. Or just like 17-year-old intern. I can't do that on planes. (laughs) Just put him in the plane. No, but I just really do not like the idea of anything happening in a plane. Yeah, that would be tough. I mean, it's crazy that we get on planes. It's I a it's a it's, it's a wild idea. Yeah, it's certainly um, we talk about living in the future. Yeah, but whenever they started with the planes, mm. I think that was the that was the cusp. Yeah, that is fucking bad shit. Yeah, we're <laughs> flying through the air in these metal machines. Yeah, someone designed something to hurdle us through space. Yeah. I mean, obviously space travel and you want to flight, flight, flight was the first thing crazy. Cause imagine when you're like in your tiny little civilization, yeah. uh, at the beginning of, of man, humankind. Right. And then like, what's the furthest thing from your mind? Like I could imagine swimming down deep somewhere in the water, sure, but flying up near the sun, not possible. That's wild. Well, Eugene, thanks for coming <laughs> on the show. You're welcome. Anything, anything to promote, anything you want people to hear, see, um, Hold your stepdad close. (laughs) (laughs) Really good advice. Hold your stepdad close. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That would be my advice. Hold your stepdad close. Well, (laughs) everybody, thank you so much for listening and calling in, et cetera. As always, you can call the number. You can call the number on the bottom of the screen. You can call the number here in the bio. Uh, Do all the things. Like the show. Subscribe, et cetera. Thank you so much for listening. And Eugene, thank you for being our perfect person of the week this week. And thank you for being the most perfect person, Miles. Thanks. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) Eugene. Thanks for coming. Of course. Wait, you should have taken this out with Amazing Grace. Oh. Amazing Grace. Okay, never mind. I think we should end. That was a HeadGum Podcast.